This is FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's place to talk. This is Rutherford Issues, hitting right at what matters most to all of us here in the heart of Tennessee. From Murfreesboro to Smyrna, Eagleville to Laverne, Leanna to Barfield, and everywhere in between. If it matters to you, you'll hear about it at the next hour here on Rutherford Issues. Now your host, Brian Barrett. Good morning and welcome in to News Radio WGNS. This is Rutherford Issues. I'm in for Brian Barrett this morning and we got got a good show coming up for you. We got a, a double dose of the Truman Show leading in and uh, hopefully we all enjoyed that. Some live music and... Uh, well, it feels good to be getting back to that on Fridays here at WGNS. One of my favorite segments is, uh, of course, Johnny B and the boys playing some live music for us. And uh, as we continue on, we will uh, certainly uh, keep adding to that. Hopefully get the full band back in and, well, who knows what from there. Hey, right now, 1028 and a cool 67 degrees for you. We're going to take a look at Braves baseball updates here in just a moment, as well as weather and traffic. So keep it right here on News Radio WGNS. We'll be right back. Mainly cloudy this afternoon with areas of rain, highs in the mid 70s. Chance of rain tonight, low near 65. High of 75 Saturday. Chance of showers. I'm meteorologist Laura Lockwood on News Radio WGNS. Right now, 67. This is MTSU President Sidney McPhee. You're listening to WGNS, your local connection to Blue Raider Atlanta. WGNS AM, FM, online. Good morning. Still quite a bit of traffic volume here on 24 westbound uh, through the Hickory Hollow area, but it's moving fairly decent towards Davidson County, towards Nashville. Traffic's looking good down Sam Ridley. It's just stop and go hitting all those traffic lines. Hey, celebrate autumn at Obergallenberg during Oktoberfest. Now through November 1st, check it out, obergallenberg.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. Don't throw away old flags. WGNS retires old glory with respect. Bring those tattered Bibles here, too. We're more than talk. This is Kim Dunaway from Sunshine Nutrition Center. You hear me on Monday mornings at 720 talking about how to lead a healthier lifestyle. We carry supplements, personal care, and grocery items at both our Murfreesboro and Smyrna locations, family-owned and operated since 1989. SRM Concrete. With every new day... Every sunrise, we build structures that stand the test of time. And upon their foundations are our homes, where we work, where our kids go to school. And with that comes tremendous pride. We don't just make concrete. We build relationships, trust, confidence. We're SRM Concrete. Build with us. March. The service will begin on November the 7th and is being offered on Saturdays only. Memphis police continue to look for the driver of a car who shot at them while they were responding to a separate call. Officers were on the scene of an incident just after midnight Thursday at Winchester and Mendenhall when a car drove by and someone fired shots. I'm Rob Carpenter. Number one for news from across the state. This is the Tennessee Radio Network. My name is Bobby. I'm a veteran and lost my leg to a roadside bomb. 
My victory was going from a wheelchair to becoming a weightlifting champion. I'm Sam. I'm a veteran. My victory was finding a career I can be proud of and supporting my family. America's veterans are on their most important tour, the tour of their lives. I'm a veteran. My victory was going from homeless to home. At DAV, we're on a mission to help veterans get the benefits they've earned. I'm a veteran, and my victory was finishing my education. DAV offers veterans of all generations a lifetime of support for victories great and small. My victory was proving that disability is not a limitation. My victory was getting my service dog a new best friend. We help more than a million veterans every year as they face and conquer their challenges. My victory is being able to be there for my family. When America's veterans win, we all win. Help us support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. State labor numbers released this week show virtually no change in new unemployment claims filed in Tennessee over the last two weeks. Officials say 9,839 new claims were filed last week, about the same as the week before. Continued claims dropped by over 13,000 statewide for the week ending October 4th. Latest COVID-19 numbers in Tennessee, 1,992 new cases yesterday with 63 new deaths, raising the total confirmed cases since the pandemic started back in mid-March to 209,000 plus. Nearly 190,000 Tennesseans have recovered from the coronavirus. The mayor of Henning indicted this week for theft and official misconduct. Tennessee officials say Barris Douglas used debit and credit cards billed to the town to purchase over $2,200 of merchandise. Over $4,000 in travel expenses and other purchases also raised concerns. I'm Rob Carpenter, Tennessee Radio Network News. Hey, this is Nathan Cox and Lindsey Cotter of Retirement Income Solutions. And now more than ever, we are proud to be a part of the Murfreesboro community. I know many of you listening have even more questions and concerns about your retirement. So I want everyone to know that we're here to serve you by phone or virtual meeting. We want to make sure that we help keep everyone safe in these times. That's right, Nathan. And we can be reached at 877-471-2861. And you can also visit our website, risolutions.net. We are also offering on-demand educational webinars that you can watch from the comfort of your home. The market's been very volatile, and who knows what's going to happen with this pandemic. Our hope is that it will not be another Great Depression or worse. But I can tell you that I don't have a crystal ball to predict these things. We would love to give you different options for your retirement. So again, give us a call to get more information or to find out more about our on-demand webinars. We want to make sure that we are helping our community conserve their retirement and are able to stay in it. Welcome back into News Radio WGNS, and we're going to take a quick look at our Braves update. Then we're going to head over to the interview segment of the show as uh, we're chatting with a gentleman from the TSSAA, Matt Gillespie, a Murfreesboro native. You got to love that. We're going to be chatting high school sports. That's all coming up right after your Atlanta Braves update. Now it's time for your Atlanta Braves morning update. Braves break out the brooms, earning a trip to the NLCS. 
The only way to guarantee access to the 2021 MLB All-Star Week is with an A-List membership. Head to Braves.com slash A-List and become a 2021 A-List member today. Thursday afternoon, the Braves completed a three-game sweep of the Marlins, taking Game 3 of the National League Division Series by a score of 7 to nothing. Atlanta would jump on Sixto Sanchez for four runs in the top of the third on an RBI single from Marcelo Zuna, two-run double from Travis Darneau, and sack fly from Dansby Swanson. That's all the run support Kyle Wright would need as he cruised through six scoreless innings, giving up just three hits with two walks and seven strikeouts en route to the win. Then, leading by seven runs in the bottom of the ninth inning, the only thing standing between the Braves and a trip to the NLCS was Matt Joyce as he climbed in against Shane Green with one on and two out. Hit hard to right field toward the corner. Pache's there. And the Atlanta Braves are going to the National League Championship Series. And the Braves vanquished the Miami Marlins, bringing their season to a stunning halt. With the win, the Braves advance to the National League Championship Series for the first time since 2001 and will take on the winner of the Dodgers and Padres Series. Braves will have a couple of workout days between now and Monday and get set for the NLCS that starts on Monday, which you'll hear right here on the Atlanta Braves Radio Network. I'm Kevin McAlpin, and this has been your Braves Radio Network Morning Update. All righty, welcome back in, and uh, we'd like to say good morning now to our good neighbor of the day. That's Dr. Tanvir. Uh, for her tireless work at St. Thomas Rutherford NICU, Dr. Tanvir will receive flowers from Jenny Harrison and the family at Ryan Flowers Coffee and Gifts, as well as us here at News Radio WGNS. Would also like to say good morning to Chase Adkins, who is our WGNS birthday club winner today. He'll be getting some sweet treats from our friends over at Simply Pure Sweets Bakery and Cafe. All righty, we say that. Now we welcome in our guest this morning, Mac Gillespie of the TSSAA. Mac, good morning. Good morning, Nick. Thanks for having me. Hey, thank you for joining us. And, uh, well, I, I wanted to bring you on. I know we're, we're a handful of weeks into the school year, and high school athletics are off to a great start. Uh, for the most part, everything is, is fired off pretty good. And I uh, wanted to bring you in to get your perspective on that, and uh, not just football, but, uh, you know, we, we've seen a number of athletics kick off over the last couple of weeks in uh, kind of a way we've never seen before. But uh, so far, things are looking good. Competition is good. What are your thoughts on the uh, school year this year and uh, the athletics and how things have looked? Well, it's, uh, obviously we're, we're pleased that student-athletes have the opportunity to get out there and participate uh, as much as they can, and, and that's our number one goal. And it certainly has been an adjustment, a lot of challenges going into it. Uh, our board over the summer um, realizing that, you know, we did they passed a lot of protocols that are still in place now and will continue to be in place until we see a drastic change, and it very well could go through the entire school year for sure. But, you know, and that could be anything from reduction in uh, seating capacity to the uh, physical distancing requirement of mask at all, uh, high school athletic events. So uh, there's a lot of protocols in place that, that we hope and urge everyone to follow, and the more people follow them, the, the more chances we have of continuing the seasons for these student-athletes. So, so that's, uh, you know, it's great to get it started, but obviously once you get it started, you want to be able to finish it. And we're, we're moving along pretty good. It's, uh, you know, there's, there's been a, a number of cases where we've seen schools have to shuffle their schedules, cancel games, uh, move games, things like that. But, uh, you know, considering everything we're having to deal with, and we knew that would certainly be an occurrence, whether it's football or volleyball, uh, whatever's going on in the fall so far. So we're just pleased to have the kids out there right now. 
One of the uh, listener questions we got earlier this morning, I was going through uh, for the action line and letting folks know who would be our guests for the different shows this morning. And uh, when I mentioned you'd be on for Rutherford Issues, somebody said to ask about uh, injuries. Now, what they mean by that is, uh, you know, a shorter shorter season, uh, shorter prep time. A lot of these kids, um, you know, maybe they would have had the entire summer to work out with the team, some of those things that were missing. Has that been an issue at all? Have you guys seen anybody uh, fatigue, injury, anything like that from some of our student athletes? Because um, what uh, I've seen, for the most part, they've been ready to go. Yeah, I, I think you know maybe certainly early on, and we we don't track those numbers. If you know if a kid has to come out of a game because he's pulled a hamstring, or even if you know they get you know you know knocked out of a game. I mean, we do, we do have some concussion things, but that certainly whether we're dealing with COVID or not, that could certainly happen. But I think probably what most people are looking at is their conditioning and, you know, are, are they, you know, pulling up with, with injuries like that. Um, I, I don't think there's been anything unusual. Um, I, I think certainly it occurs, and you're going to see that whether they've uh, had a full season or a full summer to prep for it or not. But um, you might have seen a slight uptick in it, but nothing drastic and uh, alarming to us. Uh, hats off to the coaches as well for, for having those kids ready to go. And I think, you know, with everything nowadays, it's um, kind of play it by ear and, and see what happens in a week or two. And, uh, you know, I, I was really excited to see sports back on all levels. But, you know, especially for high school sports, a lot of these student athletes, depending on sports, looking at uh, education for the next level and, and pairing that with sports and what they're able to do in their high school years. Um, so, you know, the importance of that is, is um you know, just through the roof. I, I think that's that's something great to have back. And as a community, I think people are happy to, to have high school football back, especially around here. All have high school athletics, certainly. But um, you know, here on WGNS, we uh, you know we hear we hear all the time people are saying thanks for running those games, thanks for bringing the games back. And um, you know, really, it's hats off to you guys, the coaches, the schools for uh, for getting everything ready to go for us. I mean, we, we just kind of flip the game on, on our end and, and broadcast what's there. But, um, you know, the, the response from, from our listeners has been just wonderful and, and, you know, kind of stating to what you guys have been able to do and, and uh, make this work and, and do so safely. Well, that, that's the number one goal, kind of what you just said, just make this work. Uh, I think everybody realized that, you know, it was going to be a challenge and, and it wasn't going to be uh, the usual look and feel to it uh, as we progress through through the fall to this point, uh, but but that's the number one goal is just to make it work somehow and give these students the opportunity to be on the court, on the field, whatever it may be. Uh, you know, we've we've already gone through two of our three weeks of golf championships. Um, pretty much, knock on wood, without a hitch. Uh, it always helps when we have pretty good weather, and we've had that so far. Uh, but we got one more week with the private schools next week, and. Uh, and then we'll move on and, and, and start prepping for a state volleyball tournament, which is located here in Murfreesboro, and soccer as well here in Murfreesboro at Seagull Soccer Park. So we'll have a lot of uh, state championship events coming up soon that will be held here in Murfreesboro. And, you know, whether it's state championships or regular season, it's just good to see, um, you know, the and everybody saw the, the, the complete opposite end of it in the spring and the, the end of winter when we had to halt basketball and then uh, spring um, – got came to a screeching halt you know a couple of them got going for a week and then of course um we had the governor's actions that and and everywhere it's not just tennessee but everywhere just came to a screeching halt so it's um we saw the negative effect not only physically i think for the student athletes but mentally as well uh and in fact maybe more so on that standpoint uh so we we really wanted to try to avoid and do everything we could 
to to not see that happen again. And I think you know, crossing our fingers, we're we're moving forward in the right direction. As far as protocol goes, uh, you know, there there's a lot of things. I think a lot of the sanitation, a lot of the social distancing, everybody's wearing a mask, a lot of that stuff. Um, you know, plays into each sport. But as far as everything else, as far as crowd size, uh, what what you're allowed to do, how many people can be on the sidelines, that probably varies from sport to sport, I would imagine, from something like track to golf uh, to baseball to football. What, what's the conversation been like there trying to, you know, kind of give each sport its own formula to say, you know, now we can have X amount of trainers on the sideline, we can have this many people in the stands, uh, here's what we require from our players, things like that. Sure, yeah, the the formula is the same. It's just going to vary on what the outcome of the formula is depending on the sport and the venue. We recommend uh, seating capacity be limited to one-quarter to one-third of whatever, you know, a, a school's capacity is. So for a football stadium that maybe seats 6,000, uh, you really shouldn't be putting more than uh, about 2,000 people in there. And And it's not just a matter of, you can't go over this limit, but it, and that's a recommended number. And but the protocol is, and a requirement is that with unless you're in the same household, you need to be six feet apart. Well, that's basically putting two seats between every person. So if you do the math, uh, you know you're taking away two seats out of every three. You've got one third. So to physically make that happen, you really do have to limit it to one third capacity. So. Uh, so that's and, and certainly uh, we commend a lot of schools. We've had some that uh, you know ha- had a trouble getting a handle on it at the first part, and we certainly communicated with them as best we could uh, that you know we've seen some issues here, and uh, it's really hard to keep those students apart from each other and wanting to do a student section. But um, I-, I will say, and, I- and of course I'm biased, but uh, I think Rutherford County, uh, from from everything we've seen across the state, has done as good of a job, if not better, than than everybody else on how they have, you know, really tried to enforce these protocols across the board. And, and you know, I think that's you, – you, you tip your hat to all those schools doing that because I think if everybody ignored that and, and didn't do that, we might not be playing ball right now. Um, so, so for everybody to take this seriously and go forward and continuing to enforce those uh, limits, which are unfortunate, we'd love to see uh, stands packed. And I know the schools would as well. We'd like to see everybody come out that can – uh, but but I think everybody realizes the precautions we need to take to to keep these kids on the field and on the court, and, and they're doing so, and we certainly commend them for doing that. Our guest this morning is the TWS AA Assistant Executive Director, Matthew Gillespie, joining the show on the WGNS phone line. One more question for you, then i got to let you go. Um, and this is something that, that we've we've seen come up as well, and I wanted to kind of answer this for, for the folks listening. Whose lap does that fall in? All this protocol, all of the, you know, if it works, it works. If it doesn't, then you guys got to adjust that. Whose lap does that fall on for, for high school athletics? Is that each individual school? Is it a county? Is it the TWS AA? Where does, where does that go? It's really a combination of everybody working together. I mean, it's, uh, you know, if, if we do see schools that are not following the protocols, we certainly get made aware of it, uh, you know, whether it's from the opposing school or people see images on social media of no one wearing masks and crowding together and things like that. We communicate with them immediately. Uh, I think what we want to try to avoid is, is certainly a, a large amount of that or any of it at all. But I think if we get to a point to where there's a lot of it, We've got to sit back and think, all right, is anybody taking this seriously? Uh, do we need to look at, at doing something different? And, you know, it also could be taken out of our hands. 
just like the spring season was. We had when when the governor shut down school uh, across the state uh, for in-person learning and and basically shut down learning period. Uh, then that shut down athletics as well because it, you know you really can't justify going out and participating in athletics if they're not in the uh, the school building on a daily basis. Now we've got the distance learning now, and that's a different conversation. They're still being educated and doing so at home, but but it was a complete shutdown in the spring. So the last thing we want to see is you know someone outside of us saying you know, these guys aren't taking this seriously. They're not controlling it. Uh, do we even need to be doing this? Uh, so uh, fortunately, most people have taken this seriously, and, and, and we're still able to continue going forward. Well, you guys are doing a great job, and like I said, our listeners have uh, mirrored that to us, to you know any, any high school athletics that, that we've run on the air. They, they have been just so happy to hear, so happy to, to be able to be a part of that and listen live on the stream. And you, know, you have folks from are in and around the country whose grandkids and kids are playing, and um, to be able to connect with them that way and listen to those broadcasts and uh, – you know, have have so you guys doing safely. I, I think is huge. So we uh, we really appreciate everything you guys have done with the schools, the state, county, TWSWA, everybody involved have uh, have really done a nice job. Uh, Matt, any final thoughts this morning before we let you go? No, just uh, thanks for for having me on and, and and giving us the opportunity to to chat about this. And it's something I think we don't want people to. You know, it, it's been so easy. We've all gotten used to this and, 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 and doing what we do on a daily basis. You know, it's so much different from how we operated a year ago. But let's not forget that. And let, let's continue to do what we're doing and taking those safety protocols and wearing your mask at events and, and doing so. Believe me, I don't like doing it as much as the next person. It, it's it's you know, We'd much rather sit there with no mask and sit next to who we want to sit next to. But let's give these kids the opportunity to keep playing uh, athletics. And I think if we follow those protocols, we'll be able to do that. All righty, Matt, thank you so much. That's Matt Gillespie with the TSSAA joining us. And, uh, Matt, hopefully we'll catch up with you again here soon and uh, continue the updates. And uh, you guys are doing a great job, so uh, keep up the great work. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me, Nick, anytime. All right.